thinking about it. The only reason you ask people if they're okay after they hurt themselves is so you know if it's appropriate or not to laugh. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Jeremiah with the Kind of Kidding Podcast, and I'm back. I'm back to do this again. I'm back for another go. I'm back for the next episode. Hold up. Na-da-da-da-da. It's the one and only Jeremiah. <laughs> episode 14. 14. Say it with me. 14. That's wild. I feel like just a week ago, I was recording episode 13. <laughs> it's crazy how math works, right? 13, week ago, 14. I do this weekly. I see in the future a 15th episode. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. But I have a, I have a strong feeling that in a, about a week, I might be doing this again. Unless I say something crazy and get canceled today. And then... And then I'll be really popular. Maybe I should get canceled. Can you can you be successful by purposely being canceled? Purposely. Purposely. I don't think this pop filter works. Pop, pop, pop. I'm going to play this back later. I'm looking at the screen right now, and I think it's peaking. I think when I say pop, picture perfect pop. Pop a pill. Pill popping animal. Pill, pill. Peter Piper picked up pepper popping pills in Philadelphia. Philadelphia? Philadelphia? Whatever. All right. I'm getting loony. It's been a crazy week, guys. Guys. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? It's been a crazy week, guys. It's been a good week, though. I had a, I had a really good week. I had a long week, but I had a good week. My, uh, my week started out awesome, actually. After I recorded this 13th episode, after I recorded the 13th episode a week ago, about a week ago, uh, it was a week ago. When I recorded my last episode about a week ago, I I immediately went to bed and woke up. <clears throat> I woke up a Ken doll. I know that doesn't make sense. If you didn't look at my, if you didn't follow, if you don't follow me on Instagram, uh, you probably didn't know that my daughter wanted to have a Barbie birthday. My daughter has been obsessed. Well, I don't want to say obsessed. My daughter's been really into Barbies from a very young age. And as she grew, obviously the obsession or the, the uh, addiction to Barbies goes away. I mean, you never really lose your, your love for Barbie, I guess. No one loses their love for Barbie. I mean, that's just blasphemous, but uh, you don't, you, you don't play with dolls. You know, just like me when I was a kid, I loved G.I. Joe's. I loved Power Rangers. I loved all that shit. But when I get older, you don't play with the toys anymore. You still like it. You still like Ninja Turtles, but you don't play with the action figures, you know? Um, or do I? <laughs> but yeah, we had a Barbie birthday party and it was it was super dope. I was I think I had more fun at this party than she did. <laughs> 
I dressed up. I don't dress up for Halloween. I don't dress up. I mean, I put on some Christmas sweaters and, you know, do I don't do the ugly sweater contest, but I, I put on a sweater that just happens to be ugly. Apparently, my style sucks. But yeah, I, I, I bought a. I went on Amazon and I bought an outfit that I thought looked like something a Ken doll would have. And I thought it was cool. And, you know, I brushed my hair, combed it over. <laughs> I went to a barber, got a hard part. That was the hard part. See what I did there? Yeah, I did the whole I did the whole thing, man. She was 18 and I don't dress up for shit. So I figured, you know, this is my this is you only turn 18 once. You know, you only have one 18th birthday party. This is the introduction to I guess adulthood. And I wanted to make it memorable. And if I dressed up and it, it wasn't funny or it wasn't good, then at least we're all laughing at me for looking like an idiot. But if it was good, then it's a memorable time where people, my my daughter, my family, my friends, they'll all just say, hey, you remember that time you dressed up like a Filipino Ken? <laughs> That's what I was calling myself, a Filipino Ken doll. Um, God, if, if you guys follow me on Instagram, go back about a week ago, about a week ago. That was a song. It's a stupid song, but it was a song. Uh, go back about, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, go back about a week ago and look at the outfit that I had. It was pretty sweet. I didn't actually realize how sweet it was until I played the Barbie girl song from that band Aqua from from way back in the day. I played that Barbie girl song or I guess I didn't play it. My daughter had this Barbie playlist and she had a ton of songs from from her childhood that were kind of Barbie ish. I don't know how to describe it, but when you listen to this playlist, you 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 get the Barbie vibe, I guess. But this Aqua song called Barbie Girl comes on. Come on, Barbie. Let's go bar party. Remember that one? Ah, 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 yeah. Oh, OK. Oh, I'll sing it again. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Ah, 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 yeah. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life is whatever. You get what I'm saying? My point is, I dressed up. I thought it was cool. But when that song came on, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Killed it. Killed it. I swear it was like it. It was like a. If I was a professional wrestler on WWE Smackdown and I dressed up, I was the. They called me the Filipino Ken doll. It's not intimidating, but just bear with me. If I was Filipino Ken and I came walking out of that locker room, that song would play and I would immediately, immediately strike fear in the hearts of men. Okay, maybe not. But my point is, I look the part. <laughs> ah, I don't want to make this about me, but I, I made that party what it was. She. she you know, thank you for turning 18 and giving me an opportunity as your dad to crush it. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. It was so much fun. God, what a week. What a party. And I did all that sober. <laughs> I haven't drank alcohol in 10 years. And I'm so 
freaking cool. Hey guys, I'm uh I'm the sober Filipino Kendall, and that's my 18-year-old daughter, and I'm here to P-A-R-T-Y. <laughs> no substances for me. Keeping it G, substance free. And that's been my motto for about 10 years. Call me square. I don't care. <laughs> God, am I high right now? Jesus, what's in this water? Losing my mind. Oh, where was I? Oh, Barbie party. We had... um. I mean, she looked like a Barbie. She's beautiful. Had her pink top, pink slacks. We had pink balloons, pink streamers. I mean, I had a pinkish, bluish outfit. Uh, her mom was wearing pink. I think her sister had. I mean, everybody had pink. It was pretty cool. Uh, we had a Barbie cake, an actual Barbie cake. I told you guys I bought the cake. It was $60. Now, I'm telling you, I think it was $60 because they actually had a real Barbie in the cake. So it's a Barbie and her dress, her the Barbie's outfit is the cake. So I'm convinced that I actually bought a $30 cake and had a $30 doll inside. What? What's that? 2023? Oh, and inflation. Ah, you're right. I'm at, okay. Thank you, Jeremiah. Appreciate it. Um, it was just brought to my attention that it's 2023 and the cost of toys has actually inflated. So I'm actually convinced that I bought a $20 cake and had a $40 doll inside. Because if you ever go to a toy store in 2023 and try to buy any kid anything, good luck. I hope you're independently wealthy or are part owner in that toy company. Because if you're not, you're going broke. That's the last birthday party you are attending. Because you can't afford to go to the next one. You'll have your nephews and your nieces Oh, Uncle So-and-so. Oh, Auntie So-and-so. Thank you so much for the gift. I can't wait till next year. And you're like, yeah, I'm not going to be here next year. Lose the invite. Enjoy your life, kid. I'll see you when you graduate because this shit's expensive. I don't know how anybody affords to buy any toys nowadays. Toys? That's just a racket. Go buy a toy. Go to a Toys R Us. Well, you can't even go to Toys R Us. Toys R Us is gone, right? I wonder why Toys R Us went out of business. It's a, it's hard for me to understand without doing a Google search. It's hard for me to understand why Toys R Us went out of business. Because when you walked into Toys R Us, you knew right away everything was going on the credit card. Because you didn't have enough money in your actual bank account. You didn't have any liquid cash to buy a toy. Why you walked in is a fucking mystery. I don't even know how, how did I even end up in these places? I, it was like a field trip for your daughters. My daughters, my daughters and I went on field trips to department stores to look at all the cool shit that her dad couldn't afford. And then I bought it. <laughs> and that's, uh, <laughs> that's why I'm in the financial situation that I'm in now. My daughters are 14. Well, soon to be 14 in July. 
My daughters are 13 and 18. And if you do the math, 13 and 18 is 31. And that combined 31 is the amount of years that I'll be in debt to pay off all the expensive-ass toys that I bought these kids that they don't even care about now. Oh, Dad, thank you. I'll love it forever. It's the best. Man, trash. Next week, next month, new toy. Oh, thanks, Dad. Oh, my gosh. It's the best. I love it. It's the best. I love it forever. Oh, you're the best. Thank you, Dad. I'll never let it go. Two weeks later, they let it go. Another field trip to the department store. Oh, my gosh. This is the best one I've ever gotten. You're the best. I love you. I love you. Get the fuck out of here, you lying child. You money-sucking child. <laughs> you don't even have an Instagram account, and you're, you're already doing this for clout. If my daughter had a phone when she was six years old, she'd be stunting. Both of my girls would be posting about all the toys they got weekly. Why did I buy weekly? What idiot dad buys their child toys weekly? I don't know. I'd call it love, but I think love is just another word for stupidity. <laughs> I was stupidly, stupidly in love with my daughters. That's why they got whatever they wanted. For a while, and then they, then they grew up and had opinions that I disagreed with, and then I was able to tell them no. It took me a long time to be able to tell my kids no, and not no like you can't have it, but like like mean it. Like I told my kids no all the time, and then, you know, like every good dad, backtracked and gave them exactly what they wanted. <laughs> Such a such a pushover, I tell you. I wish I had sons, because I could look at I could look a little boy in the eyes and say, No, you ain't getting shit. I can't look my daughters in the eye and say that. I looked my daughters in the eye one time and said, No. What were you doing? Oh, it was uh Icy's. Oh, look, it's my favorite oh snow cones, snow cones, that's what it was. Oh, look, my favorite snow cone shack. Can we get some? No. Please, no. Why don't you want snow cones? You don't want to eat snow cones with me? That's our favorite thing to do, Dad. And I pulled over, got out the car. I walked over to that passenger side, opened the door. I looked that kid in the eye. I said, I said, Eva, what flavor do you want? <laughs> I sucked. Oh, I'm a sucker. I've always had a problem telling my daughters no and meaning it. I mean, I've always said no. And, you know, and they didn't get everything they wanted. I joke and say they got everything they wanted, but they didn't. There's a lot of things they wanted that they didn't get. But I didn't mean it when I said it. Most of the times when I said no, that was code for I can't afford it. Because if I had the cash, you were going to get it, boo. I don't. My my job as your dad wasn't to keep you from things that made you happy. I just couldn't live unhappily in the process of getting it for you. You know, I. um, Yeah, dad, can I have this? No. OK. Now, do I not want you to have it? Hell no. 
I want you to have two of them, but I can't afford half of one. So sorry, but you can't look your kid in the eye and say, no, I don't have the money. Oh, I remember one time my daughter, I think it was, you know, it was Sinea. My oldest daughter now, she's 18, but when she was probably like eight, nine-ish, I don't know, maybe a little younger, around the age where you're starting to figure out what a debit card is, she asked me for something, and I said, no, boo, I can't, or we can't, and she goes, why, and I was like, you know what, this is, this is the moment I'm just going to have an honest answer, instead of the I just said so, or making something up to, to, to not embarrass myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to tell this kid the truth. She said, hey, can I have this thing? And I said, no. And she goes, well, why? I said, because I don't, I don't have the money right now for it. And she goes, oh, well, what about your card? I said, well, what about my card? She goes, well, can't you just swipe it and get it? it it's the, mon- the money's on the card. And I said, but you have to have money in the bank to use the card. And she goes, oh. And I said, wait, did you think this was free money? <laughs> she said, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, man, this whole time my daughter just thinks her dad is just capable, capable of getting everything. And that's probably when it crushed me the most because... I had just introduced my daughter to the wonderful world of poverty. (laughs) Oh, man, these stories, man, they make me laugh. It's good to reminisce on things like this because I'm always joking. I'm always kidding. If If you know me, if you truly know Jeremiah, you know that I love to live my life light. I'm a serious guy when seriousness is necessary. You know, you, there's times where you need to not smile and there's times where you need to stare someone down, look into their soul and have them question the, the motive that they're having in that moment. But aside from those very few rare times where I feel it's my duty to change someone's behavior, I'm a very light living person. Like I, I like to laugh. I like to joke. Everything is funny to me. Everything is funny. Whether I choose to giggle about it or not, that's another thing. But everything is funny. So if you know me, you know that reminiscing on these moments with my kids and my friends or just remembering just conversations with people from my past, you know that there is probably so many comedic gems in those memories that What am I trying to say here? You know, when they say laughter is the best medicine or or you'll live longer if you laugh. Well, by that science, by that logic, I'm going to live forever. I mean, go back to all 13 of my previous episodes on the on this podcast. I've done nothing but laugh at myself. I feel like this 14th episode, by the time this 14th episode is concluded, I would have probably added a good five, six years onto my life just doing this with you guys. I mean, take out every word. 
if it was possible to take all these episodes and remove the actual words and just keep the laugh track, just keep the just keep the sounds of me laughing on this podcast, we'd probably have a few episodes of just that. It'd be shit, shit content. Like <laughs> you wouldn't ever want to listen to me again. But my point is, I laugh a lot. I love to laugh. I love to laugh so much that I feel I'm going to live forever. So at my funeral, laugh at me for being an idiot <laughs> and not understanding how life, how, how health works. <laughs> Come to my funeral and say, how, well, it's not so funny now. You should have ran a lap, you fat ass. <laughs> You know what a salad tastes like? No, you don't. You're dead. Oh, my God. Where was I? What the hell were we talking about? One minute I'm talking about a a, birth, a Barbie birthday party and I dressed up as a Ken doll. And the next moment I'm talking about telling my kids no and buying toys. And then I kill myself off. <laughs> I didn't run a lap or eat a salad and I died. I don't. This podcast is all over the place. I feel like I spend most of my time trying to get back on track after I derail myself. I used to want to write things down and like go topic by topic and try to have something structured. And I felt like it was a lot more honest and, and raw to just get on here and just start talking. But then I have moments like this where I'm just like, is it entertaining to listen to me get lost? Because... <laughs> Right now, I have no fucking idea what I, where I was going. I, I, I feel like I got to press pause and play this back and, and try to figure out where my mind was going. But I won't do it. I refuse to do it because I'm a professional and my mistakes are gold. What would Bob Ross say? These aren't mistakes. These are happy accidents. Or Is that what he said? This whole podcast is a goddamn happy accident, okay? Rest in peace, Bob Ross. Wait, is Bob Ross dead? Is Bob Ross alive? See, in one of my early episodes, I said something about um, Casey, Casey Kesem, Casey, Casey Kasem, the radio guy, radio host. I said something about him, and one of my friends texted me and said hey you know that guy died right and i felt horrible about it <laughs> so so i figured i'd give bob ross a good rest in peace shout out and i'm not even sure if the guy's dead yet bob ross bob ross american painter bob ross robert robert norman ross Born October 29, 1942. Died July 4th, 95. Hell yeah, he's dead. Well, well no, not, not that he's dead, but I was right. I was, I'm celebrating the fact that I was right that he died. I'm a terrible person. I'm playing that back in my mind, and that sounds horrible. <laughs> Fuck. I told you I thought everything was funny, and this is the downside. The downside of having such a vast sense of humor is that you will be chastised in the court of public opinion on what you think is funny. You know? You used to be able to laugh when people fell down and hurt themselves. Now you're a terrible human being. You know, if someone was eating a sandwich and bit their tongue, 
you laugh. The look on someone's face when they bite their tongue is hilarious. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Remember the time where you were in the eighth grade, sitting in the cafeteria, watching your friend eat the nastiest school-made bologna sandwich you've ever seen. And they bite their cheek or they bite their tongue. That first millisecond, that first millisecond of pain that shoots through their face, the, the realization that they have just hurt themselves, that shit is hilarious. Like, internally, I am laughing my ass off right now just imagining all the friends I've ever had that have hurt themselves. The moment before they burst into pain, it's hilarious. Think about it. The only reason you ask people if they're okay after they hurt themselves is so you know if it's appropriate or not to laugh. You know, boom, someone falls down. Hey, bro, are you all right? Yeah, man, I'm cool. <laughs> Idiot. That's what you're supposed to do. Boom. Hey, bro, are you all right? Oh, man, I think I broke my leg. Well, then you don't laugh. Cause that's fucked up. But if anybody responds with I'm okay. And a lot of times people respond with I'm okay because their pride is hurt and they don't want you to think that they have actually injured themselves. And if they're choosing to go that route, I am not going to take that away from them. I'm going to validate their feeling of being okay by laughing at them. So that's on them. If they want to tell their friends that Jeremiah is an asshole because they laugh, he laughed at them when they hurt themselves. Well, Motherfucker, you shouldn't have said you're okay. That's my public service announcement. Don't say you're okay if you don't want me to fucking laugh at you. <laughs> Seriously, just be honest. Honesty is the best policy. If you hurt yourself, just say, ouch, I'm not okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I feel laughter is the best medicine. I'm trying to use my internal medical, my God-given medical degree. I'm trying to use that to help you out, bro. You fell down. You hurt yourself. You look like an idiot. You said you're okay. Well, now as your medical professional, I need to assist. So I'm going to laugh. And hopefully you'll laugh with me. <laughs> and let the healing begin. See, that's what I've been trying to tell you people. You people. That's what I've been trying to tell you people. I'm out here saving lives. This isn't just a podcast. This is a life-altering broadcast. <laughs> All right. Focus. Um, what else I got? What else happened this week? Um, oh, I got kicked out of a park. Yeah, I did. Um, my dog and I, we got kicked out of a fucking park. Not not just asked to leave, like full on eviction. <laughs> oh, how? Why? You ask? Well, let me tell you. Uh, let me preface this by saying that I do not believe myself to be a confrontational individual. But 
I also am not the type of person to shy away from confrontation. So I think it's fair to say that I will abide by rules and I will try to conform to whatever they are as long as you treat me with a little bit of respect when you when you inform me of these rules. Um, does that make sense? If if there's an issue or if there's a rule that I'm not following, if you politely tell me what that rule is, 99% sure I will follow the rule. And I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is being treated like a criminal when I have not committed any crime. I know this is all very confusing to hear right now, but but hear me out. Um, well, let me, let me, okay, let me just tell you the story. So last weekend, I took my dog, my, my Doberman, uh, Tavo. I took him to this park to watch my niece play soccer. She had a soccer game and I figured we'll go watch. And if you've been following me, you know that my dog just had a cryptorchid surgery and had to basically chill out for a couple weeks. You know, no running, no jumping, none of the dog stuff. You know, this is a this is a European Doberman. He's a he's an athlete. So to tell this dog to not move is pretty hard. Um, but we finally got to the point now where he's ready. He's a normal dog again. He's healthy. Um, he's 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 recovered, and he just wants to be outside. So I said, what perfect opportunity then to take the dog on a nice day, by the way, one of the nicest we've had in so long. And I was like, let's go out in the sun, and let's watch soccer. Let's watch this little girl play soccer. So we went to the park, and we're sitting there, and we're behaving. I, I wish all of you knew my dog and the training that's gone into this dog and the temperament of this dog. He is, I mean, yeah, he's an energetic, he's a ball of energy. He wants to do all the two-year-old dog stuff, but you tell him to lay down, he lays down. You tell him to sit, he sits. You tell him to stay by you, he stays by you. He's amazing. And that's what we were doing. We sat there, he was laying there watching a game bothering absolutely nobody. He was so well-behaved that people on the sidelines of this game didn't even know he was there. And he's 113 pounds. He's huge. Um, so anyway, this guy on a cart, nice guy, by the way, he comes on his cart, drives up, and he says, hey, your buddy, your buddy can't be here. And I said, okay, why? And he says, um, well, no dogs are allowed in this park until June 1st. So we're a few weeks away from June 1st. So apparently I'm in a no dog allowed park. I'm in a park that doesn't allow dogs. And I said, oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. And he goes, well, there's signs posted up all around the park that the dogs can't be here. And I said, okay, well, I didn't see the sign. Um, I, I just cut through, I just cut through that grassy spot over there 
and I didn't see a sign. He goes, yeah, there's, I don't think there's a sign there, but they're all over the place. If they get the entrance of the park, there's a sign. And I said, okay. And he goes, I don't enforce the rule. It's not my rule, but the city is out enforcing it. And they're, they're out here writing, writing 80, $81 tickets to anyone who has a dog in the park. And I said, okay. He goes, I'm not asking you to leave. I'm just telling you that he can't be here. So if you're okay with the ticket, then stay. <laughs> but if you're not okay with it, you might want to go. And uh, they normally show up here in the next hour or so. And I said, okay. So I'm sitting there for another 10 minutes. I'm figuring, you know what? Rules are rules. I'm obviously breaking them. I don't like to cause waves. I don't like to be a troublemaker. That time of my life is over. The immaturity levels have, or the maturity level has risen to the point where I need to be a responsible adult. Follow the rules. That's what I'm thinking. So I sit there and I'm like, okay, at halftime I'm leaving. So it's about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes have passed. Maybe not even that long. I'm just waiting for halftime. Halftime comes. I yell for my niece, hey, come over here. She comes over. She gives me a hug. She's petting the dog. I said, hey, I'm sorry. I wanted to stay, but I have to go. And she said, why? I said, well, apparently Tavo is not allowed to be in the park, so I have to leave. But I just wanted to tell you, you did a good job and that I love you. And she said, okay, thank you. And that was it. So probably 10 minutes from the time I was informed, that dogs weren't allowed, I was leaving. I grabbed the leash and started walking. I walked all the way back to my car. I get all the way to the car and I pulled into the parking lot when I got there through another parking spot. So I'm positioned to just drive out straight out of the parking spot. There's a truck that has parked behind me. So if you're picturing it, it's almost it almost looks like I backed into a parking spot. That's how I that's that's how the the image of where my car is in this parking lot should be. So I get to the car, I'm about to load him up into the I'm about to load uh Tavo into the back seat and this golf cart comes cruising up. I swear like 25 miles an hour. This thing was flying. Comes to a screeching halt right next to my car. Excuse me comes to a screeching halt right next to my car. I put my hand up to wave because that's what a kind soul does is you wave to people when they approach you. You're acknowledging that <laughs> that you have come in peace. And I was I was raising my hand to say hello. And the first thing this lady says is, "Oh, another one." So I put my hand down and I said, "Oh, okay." And I said, uh, how are you today? And she goes, you know, you know, dogs aren't allowed in this park. I said, oh, actually, I didn't know the dog wasn't allowed. She cuts me off. There's signs all over the park, sir. I said, I know, I know. I was told that there were part with the, the way that I came in, the way that I came in, there wasn't any, I didn't see a sign. She cuts me off again. Can I have your driver's license? And then I said, why? And she said, I need your driver's license. I said, I'm not, I'm not giving you my driver's license. I, I don't actually understand what's happening right now. And she said, dogs are not allowed in the park. You have a dog in the park. 
I need your, I need your information. I'm going to cite you for this. And I said, well, I'm actually in the parking lot. My dog's in my car. I'm leaving. I, I understand there's probably signs that say I can't have a dog in a park, but I am in a parking lot. I'm leaving. And she says, it's too late. And I said, no, it's not. Um, I would like to leave. She gets in her cart. I, I, I kid you not. She gets in her cart and backs it up about four feet and blocks my car in the parking spot. I can't get out. And I'm looking at her with this real confused face like, <laughs> like what is going on? Like, what's happening right now? So she wants to write me a ticket for having a dog in the park. But she's not letting me leave the park that I'm told to leave from. I've, I've already been told to leave. I'm leaving. And now you're going to keep me from leaving. So the point is, she blocks it. And I said, can you move so I can leave? And she goes, I need your driver's license. And then she tries to, or I don't know, she probably did. But she pulls her phone out, I think, to take a picture of my license plate. And uh, I told her, I said, look, rules are rules. I was in the park with the dog. And I'm not supposed to be in the park with the dog. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to be in the park with the dog until 15 minutes ago when another gentleman in another cart came and informed me that I wasn't supposed to be there. At which point I left. I had to walk across the entire park to get to my car to leave which is when you showed up to write me a ticket. I am not in the park. I am not giving you my driver's license. I am leaving. She looked me dead in the eyes as if to say, no, you're not. And I said, you know what? Let's just be real here. What I did is probably an, a, a, a ticketable infraction, a citation. But what you're doing right now, I'm pretty sure is illegal. You're detaining me. I am being detained unlawfully and unwillingly being detained. I cannot leave. I cannot leave a, a place that you are telling me I can't be. This makes no fucking sense. And she looked down in her radio and she says, can I get a Leo? And for you, all you guys out there who don't know what a Leo is, a Leo is just abbreviation for law enforcement officer. So this lady called a cop. Like she's trying to get a police officer to the parking lot talk to me about a, a dog ticket it's fucking ridiculous it's very frustrating it is very frustrating and not because she's trying to write me a ticket but it's it's very frustrating because i'm trying to follow the rules i'm trying to follow her park law and she won't let me and i'm feeling very i'm feeling very uncomfortable and i'm starting to get to a point where the old jeremiah is starting to come in and and i'm starting to forget how responsible of an adult I am, that I'm a father of two girls, that I have a good job. You know, I'm, 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 I'm starting to forget all these great things that I've done in my life because this lady is trying so hard to tear me down for some reason. And I wouldn't have pinned her for someone that was trying to personally attack me if it wasn't for her racing past another lady who has a dog in the park. This person is actually in the fucking park probably 10 or 15 feet from this area that they say is a, there's a sign that says no dogs. She drove right past her to get to me. 
Now, listen, I don't play a race card. I choose not to play the race card. I choose to believe that someone doesn't like me because of my character. I choose to believe that I'm treated a certain way because of something I've done or said. I I don't choose to play that card. So I'm treating this situation as a lady who doesn't like big dogs. So please, please believe me when I say that I am looking at this lady as someone who is picking on me because of my dog. The other guy in the cart comes pulling up. You know, he he sees that I'm that things are starting to go a little weird. So he comes cruising up and he goes, I already told him to leave. Please do not escalate it. Now, that's a weird thing for someone to say. Please do not escalate it. Almost like this lady has a history of escalating shit. So I look at her and I say, this gentleman right here told me to leave. That's what I'm trying to do. You're not letting me leave. You would rather confront me about an $81 ticket, unlawfully detain me, and then call a police officer when I've shown no signs of aggression towards you whatsoever. And I swear, I've never felt... I've never felt hatred through a look. Anyway, I don't want to go down that path. I don't want to go down that path at all, and I'm not going to. So she stares at me so deeply, and I just look at her, and I and I and I very calmly tell her, "Ma'am, I need you to move your cart because I want to leave." I am very uncomfortable and I want to go home. And luckily she did. She got in her cart. She moved over about four or five feet. And I drove off. And uh, I got to the end of the parking lot and I stopped and I said, you know what? This is bullshit. What happened just now is unfair. And I, and I contemplated sitting around. I don't know, to cause a scene. I don't know what I was trying to do. I I wanted to just, maybe I wanted to wait for the cop so I could talk to him. And then I thought, by the time the cop gets here, he's not going to understand all the other shit that went on. He's just going to see that I purposely hung around to instigate something. So I thought better. But as I'm staring at this lady through my rear view mirror, she drives right by the lady that had the dog. That she's not supposed to have in the park. And there's a few reasons why I feel like she might not have cared. But it just blew my mind that um, that this happened. So, uh, and then I went downtown with Tavo and we had a great time. It was better anyway. I missed, I missed the second half of the soccer game. Really sucked. I, I don't like missing sporting events for, for kids. You know, I've never missed a sporting event. For my daughters, there's not one event that my daughters have had. I've been lucky enough to be able to to make these events. I pride myself on being the type of person that shows up for things. Um, so I've never missed a game that my daughters, neither one of them have had. Every track meet, every volleyball game, every basketball game, everything they've ever done, I was there for. And I wanted to do that for my niece that day. Just that day. I wanted that one day to be there for her. 
And I couldn't. And it hurt me. It was very sad. And then this happens and I'm already pissed off about it. And then this happens and I'm. I, I know it doesn't sound like it, but I just want to tell everybody I really did have a fucking great week. Birthday party was awesome. Being out in the sun was great. I mowed the lawn. I didn't get stung by any bees. <laughs> no bees got me. No bees got me. So I'm still alive, people. And I'll be back next week to do this again with you. So let me let me end this podcast. Fuck. Let me end this episode on a high note and just tell everybody how grateful I am for for you coming back and 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 hanging out with me again listening to my stories, laughing with me, being mad at meter maids with me. Hopefully you guys didn't see me as the bad guy in that story. I, I, I don't, I'm not here to rock boats and cause waves. I'm just here to float the water, man. I want to float the water, man. I want to live in peace, man. Um, anyway, podcast is doing great things. We're getting a lot of plays. I don't know if the rate of plays are amazing or if they're average or below average. And to be honest with you, I don't fucking care. You guys are listening and I love you for it. I am so appreciative for it. I, I get excited every morning. I hit refresh and I see an extra play or an extra 10 plays or, you know, I see an episode got 20 plays. I mean, it's. I don't really know how to express my gratitude for you guys caring about what I do um, other than to say thank you. So that's that's what I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you haven't had time, I understand. But if you can make the time, please go on to Apple podcast or Spotify or wherever you are and rate the podcast. Hopefully I'm earning a five star from you. Uh, review the podcast. Get on there. Tell me. Tell me something. You know, tell me my voice is cool. Tell me my stories are funny or tell me it wasn't that enjoyable, but you're giving me a good rating because it was something, you know, it was a lot more interesting than the email that you had to read at work. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but rate, review, follow, share, tell a friend about me. That would be awesome. Anyway. Enjoy the sun. Uh, stay away from bees. Remember, there's no friendship worth being stung over, and uh, there's no shame in laughing at someone when they fall down. That's their fault. They should work on that balance. <laughs> That's the podcast, everyone. This was kind of kidding. I'm the Jeremiah, and I love y'all.